0: Welcome The reverse psychology, the Frazier Rewatch podcast, where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight we are covering season eleven, episode five, "The Placeholder," which originally aired on October fourteenth, two thousand three. Is this when Frazier becomes a freakish feline fella? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sandstone.
1: Hey, Curtis! Thanks for holding my place. Happy to be here as
0: always. Also with us today is our thieving maid bradley kirkston
2: what up what up what up i'd be a terrible maid but i appreciate the comment oh my
0: god <laughs> why do you think you'd be a <laughs> terrible maid
2: well because i'm not organized i'm not clean i'm not nice <laughs> that never
0: <laughs> true words have been spoken
1: do maids have to be organized i don't know if that's true
2: i mean is it part of their job organizing a room
1: yeah, but they don't have to be organized. They just have to organize. Like that's a so verb. I,
0: I don't think a maid is necessarily organizing a room. She's just like cleaning. She's just maintaining and cleaning the existing room.
2: Well, you can catch up on our new podcast. Brad Curtis
0: and Ryan talk about
2: maids. <laughs> it's it's what I don't do that well.
0: your worst name ever. <laughs> I love that the name of your the catchy name of your podcast starts with just the name of three non famous people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you must be mad every single time uh, a new episode drops. You're like, why haven't they changed the name yet?
0: I know, right? My name's Bradley. Oh
1: my God, not what I meant.
0: (laughs) Well, I thought at the top of this one, we should talk about something I found interesting from this episode. So Roz tells Frazier to treat Anne as a placeholder and to keep his dating skills sharp. I'm thinking that placeholders can happen in any area of your life. Uh, It could be a placeholder job, a home, a car, a household item. So I want to know, do you have any oddly specific items that you have taken as a placeholder or would take as a placeholder? Brad, let's yeah. let's start with you.
2: <laughs> Who are we starting with?
0: You, you Brad. Oh, Brad that's me.
2: K. Bradley. Yep. Bradley K. Um, so... As I think we've talked about on the show, my current job is I'm a summer camp director. By the time this episode has aired, camp will be done for the season. And I'll be done an amazing job because that's what I do. But if I could be a placeholder for something.
1: Obviously, that's not the question. Why would you be a placeholder for something? Well, what does if that if even I'm mean?
2: We're a placeholder for that. I would pick, um, many of you probably, just like me, Curtis and Ryan, grew up in the 90s. And on Nickelodeon, a lot of times, the prize, when you won like, something on a game show, would be a trip to space camp. So my placeholder would be uh, <laughs> being that's, the director. That's so 90s of- specific. <laughs> it's so 90s specific, but to be the, the uh, summer camp director of space camp.
0: That's your dream? Oh, that's so sad. I knew I knew Ryan would remember the reference. I totally get it. Oh, I remember the reference. It's, it's really sad.
1: I let, like, uh, someone tells young Bradley to reach for the stars, and he took that very literally.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I could be the camp director of
0: Space Camp. Space Camp. Is that a hard job to get? Have you applied? I know. I, you know, I, if you have
2: any connections, email us at reversepsychpod at gmail.com.
0: I am astounded you know the pods. <laughs> email address. <laughs> That was amazing. That's the most amazing thing you've done in this entire show.
1: That's what I do. That's what I do. What do you, what do you think is like the number one skill needed to be a space camp director?
2: Oh, so yeah, you don't yet have. That's my number one fear, fear coordination.
1: (laughs) Why? Why would you, Why would you need coordination as a space camp person rather than just just a regular camp person?
2: I just feel like you would need it. I I don't know. I'm getting a bad feeling about it. Do you
0: think you have to be on the spinny thing the whole time? (laughs) I think I'd probably vomit.
1: You don't need coordination for that, though.
0: You also don't need the spinny thing to vomit. You would do so much
1: better in, in No Gravity, though. Like... Your lack well, of I, coordination, you just bounce off the walls it would be fine,
0: that's true. I bounce off the walls already,
1: yeah, you just wouldn't hurt your knee this time,
0: yeah, true what and i I do want to integrate this more about what is stopping you from achieving that goal today?
2: Well, one, not even a hundred slash of coordination well that and i'm still I'm not a hundred percent sure it's real. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I don't watch kids shows anymore. Um, yeah, it's it's a good point. Like, did they still advertise that as as a win for game shows? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I have not heard about. It doesn't that
1: feel exactly like a thing that years. still exists.
0: No, I bet it still exists, but I bet it has not had one update since 1999.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: So, I'm Brad, perfect fit. Like, I think your I think your time has come. I think. Yeah, you will. You will apply. apply. Somebody that hasn't been updated since 1999—it's got you written all over it. I know, just like my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, what, what, uh, what is your placeholder? I don't. I, honestly,
1: I think that the question's a little offensive because I don't think <laughs> almost anyone is has the real job they want. There's only three jobs anyone in the world would want, and that's obviously space explorer, space pirate, or food critic.
0: Uh, there's a space theme happening tonight.
1: Yeah, everyone wants to go to space or direct kids on how to get to
0: space. <laughs> was your third thing space critic or what was your? Third no, it's food food critic, of course. <laughs> like a a space food critic? Like I feel like space nope. has to be in the park nope. now. Just
1: regular food critic who gets to eat food for a living and judge people on their food making. What an incredible yeah. life that must be.
0: It does sound nice. And and so you're you're saying your current job is a placeholder for that? You want it's to be? Of the,
1: it's none of those things. Yeah.
0: Huh and what, 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 what sorry I, i'm starting to remember them i know they're a space theme what, what, what were they the space, space ones? Themed.
1: it's space explorer space pirate and food critic
0: is space explorer like a sci-fi thing that doesn't exist yet or are you just trying to yeah that's so that's a big problem
1: with the first two jobs the tech <laughs> just isn't there
0: okay you're you're really hoping that uh i'm placeholding
1: the... until the tech gets there
0: okay interesting Okay. Do you think it will happen in your life? Like, do you think this is a, a thing that will happen? Or do you think you're going to die in a placeholder? I don't know if it counts as a placeholder, if you're going to do it for the rest of your life.
1: Um, well, you know, with modern medicines and technologies and stuff, I mean, we got at least till we're what, 180, 185? I, yeah, I think so.
0: See, my goal is to reach the, the point in technology where we can just download our consciousness into a computer and just live as robots. I basically live as a robot as it is. So <laughs> I was going to say, that a big true.
2: change of pace.
1: Yeah, That's not really a placeholder for you.
0: <laughs> robot would not be anything too different. It's just a more comfortable home. <laughs> yeah.
1: We, we <laughs> could handle <laughs> This hardware is so nice. It moves so good. Uh, do you have more questions about my, my placeholding, or are you I, mean, I, mean, I, I answered it correctly?
0: You, yeah. you kind of <laughs> did. I do think your answers are pretty, pretty great.
1: All right. Well, let's hear your Let's hear your inferior answer, Curtis.
0: Uh, What's a place for you? I have a couple. Uh, The first one is um, so when I travel, I tend to very often fly in a plane, a commercial flight. Um, and that's choice.
1: You're talking about an airplane,
0: like an airplane. Yeah, regular,
1: lame, but that's fine.
0: Regular American airplane. Not Uh, a space.
1: Not a space plane. Well, that's we we tend to call (laughs) ships.
0: I would, oh man, I can't wait for it to get so normalized that spaceships are just called space planes. Yeah, it's going to
1: happen. Spaceships are so old school.
0: Getting to travel around the world uh, in a plane. I mean, it's pretty cool, but it's really just a placeholder for what I really want to do, which is own my own Zeppelin and just travel the world in a blimp.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, obviously who doesn't want to travel the world in a giant slow blimp (laughs) that (laughs) notoriously has crashed? and been very it has led to some very tragic accidents.
0: They don't use hydrogen anymore. It's fine. I don't know
1: if that's true or not. I'm not it up on the latest Zeppelin tech. It month.
2: is true they do not use hydrogen. Hey
1: okay, Brad K, what do you think? What what are they using in zeppelins? I don't know, but I think
0: it's a terrible <laughs> idea, but uh, I know it's
1: not hydrogen.
0: Yeah. They use for- helium, which I think they are running out of, but still.
1: Oh, you can always just make more of that. All you, all you have to do is just rob a party supply store and you got plenty more helium.
0: I don't think that's the best idea in the
2: world, Mr. Sansones. What? Uh, But I also think... Robbing
1: (laughs) robbing party supply
2: stores? Yeah, this podcast does not support robbing supply stores. How would you get your helium then, Brad? Well, if you have any ideas, please email us. Sorry, I just don't think Curtis could survive in this slow... He's too impatient. (laughs) He would move too slow.
1: What do you think he would... What do you mean he can't survive? What do you think he would do?
2: He would just get impatient. He would end up popping it. Oh, I do pop things. Yeah. You, you would pop it. How do you think yeah. you would pop it?
1: With a pin. <laughs> you mean like he would purposely try to explode his balloon out of boredom?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yep. That sounds like Curtis.
1: Okay. So you said you had a couple ideas, Curtis?
0: Well, I uh, sort of. So I maybe mean, we just pop your. I don't know. I don't know if this really counts, but I, I genuinely think that this exact podcast might just be a placeholder for when we figure out what our true million dollar podcasting idea will be. Correct.
2: Brad, Ryan, and Curtis talk about maid services.
1: The podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> Can I throw one other idea? Sure. Yes. For a podcast? All right. We travel the world. No, world. I thought you meant for the prompt. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry for the podcast. Sorry for podcast ideas. We travel the world visiting um, medieval times, and we rank the food and the show at each medieval time. So what, what would you call it? Medieval Times with Brad, Ryan, and Curtis. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, okay. At least
0: try to come up with a a better t- like medieval vibes or something.
1: Are the uh, are the is the food supposed to be good there? Because I might be in. That might be my inroad to food critic.
2: Yeah, it's decent. You know, it's pretty decent. Chicken, sweet potatoes,
1: <laughs> big two, green beans. Okay. Uh, it doesn't Corn it sounds bread. like
2: Cornbread. Corn oh,
1: okay. I'm back in. I'm genuinely in. That's all it takes yeah, for bye. me to go yep. travel the world. Trying. I assume this is only in the U.S.
0: Uh, no, I think there's some in Canada.
1: Okay. Um, US Light. Fine. Curtis, you got any others?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. The only other idea I had was stupid. So
1: I want to hear it. You, you can get <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> I, uh, not that long ago, I bought a used discount rowing machine on Facebook Marketplace. I would love to be a part of
1: that whole journey from how you yeah. decided that was a good decision. <laughs>
0: So, uh, this item is absolutely a placeholder for when science invents a way for me to be fit and thin without having to do any exercise or work for myself. Like, it'll do just... you
1: use the row machine? Are you a rower?
0: i've
2: used it that is not the direction i thought you were going to go in i thought you were going to say that that's a placeholder for you having your own full service a home gym one day
1: yeah, i thought you were saying it was a placeholder till you become a real adult
0: yeah none of those things are happening but <laughs> i think science getting to a point where i can take a pill and i'm thin and healthy is viable well, that, we, that we
1: all respect i just can't believe you bought a rogue machine i can't believe they sell they sell used ones did you look for it proactively or did it happen to you?
0: Here's what happened. I became convinced that this was the the exercise device that would make would make me want to do exercise. And I picked it's one why? out. I, that's, it, that's a question that now owning one, I cannot answer. But um, I found the model that I wanted because it was really not very expensive. And then I decided it was still too expensive and figured I could just find the same thing on facebook marketplace for a lot cheaper and that proved to be very true it turns out uh most people who buy these things do not want to keep them yeah
1: i'm sure you get it at a huge discount (laughs) (laughs) the facebook marketplace person must have been so confused like you want this are you sure you'll pay money
0: when i when i showed up at his garage he was like oh yeah my my daughter bought this and uh so it's in my garage so (laughs) 100 bucks
1: (laughs) I don't know if that's. I don't know what they go for. That doesn't sound like a good price to me.
0: I think the, the new version was like two fifty. Oh my god! All right, we will now pivot into the actual episode. We open with a blinking red light on the space needle. Gloriously, Anne has returned. Roz is trying to set her up on a date with Fraser, who thinks she just wants to sell him insurance. Jenny also tries to set him up, but Fraser would rather dial in. Do your thing. Do it. The
2: letters are all gold. To end this right.
0: episode. You sound surprised by this one.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I was just expecting to, to see, see the unexpected, I guess.
0: I yeah, was, you I would.
2: You would it.
1: expect that.
2: Yeah, right. and then instead I just got a red blinking light.
1: Can you stop trying to, to steal the spotlight off of Anne's return? I did not expect Anne to be back. I think they almost explicitly mentioned this in the, in the other episode, but there's no way I saw this coming.
0: They absolutely referenced this. And I think uh, we'd have to go back and listen to that episode again, which we're not going to do. But I, I'm almost certain I said in that episode, uh, I would love to see her return and I would love to see this date that they're describing. It's a shame that that's probably not going to happen. Boy,
1: were you incorrect. It, this period, is correct. This is wild, like because this is actually after watching this episode, if you watch it normal way, there's no way you're expecting the Anne's return. <laughs> no. So like so seeing her this like come back must be really confusing, or you probably even have forgot she existed. This way I was like,
2: Anne, Anne, what you're a two episode character? I remember this whole conversation. And obviously I knew what happened so I just watched it. I remember being very quiet because I didn't want to say what I did. Yeah, you doing. had to. Yeah.
1: It's crazy, though, like, uh, to separate... They separated by, what, like, three weeks or something really wild.
2: Yeah. That is a weird choice to make. Anne asked the best questions about Fraser. Well, before she
0: even even gets a chance to, I love that she introduces herself as recently divorced.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I could not believe Anne was the quote-unquote placeholder. What a... Boy, what a bad placeholder. (laughs) If you thought all of our answers were bad previously... Ooh. <laughs> they weren't and bad.
2: Roz made a comment that was a little offensive to me.
1: Oh. be anything.
2: When she's describing Frazier, she says, Anne, <laughs> he's male and his heart is beating. What else do you need to know? That's not the case with me. That, that is not something I've experienced. Right, yeah, because
1: your heart doesn't work very well, right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> what do you mean that's not the case with you?
2: Just because I'm a man and he has a beating heart has not necessarily, you know, meant I've had girls just
0: knocking down my doors. To be clear, I don't think Roz is saying that all a woman wants is a man with a beating heart. I think what she's saying is, Anne, you're a nightmare. It's a man with a beating heart. It's a comment on Anne, not a comment on women. Nah, (laughs) I don't
2: think so. Anne's the best.
0: Well, she is the best, but that has nothing to do with your dating life.
2: Well, I just know no one's described me that way. I'm just... i would like A man? No, nobody's ever
0: described you as a man. With a beating heart. (laughs) There's some kind of muscle in there. In that chest. But I'm not convinced it's a human heart.
2: Yeah, I'm a rhino. Do do any of you own
0: your own grocery tote? Probably. I have a bag full. I have a a giant tote bag full of smaller tote bags.
1: That sounds like you. Do you ever use them? I use them constantly. Is that a city thing or a hipster thing? Or is that... (laughs) Should everyone be doing this?
0: I, I like it because basically I have a really big tote bag that usually fits all of my groceries. And then I have smaller tote bags when... There is uh, some things that didn't fit in the big bag, but I mean I, I have to carry your bags. Just getting
1: offended the more you're just talking.
0: I don't what do you carry mean as you have many a, bags?
1: What do you mean you have a huge tote bag?
0: <laughs> like, it's like a five. You know you've seen like a five gallon bucket. Yeah, it's like that, it's but just it's a, a bag. bucket,
1: regular bucket.
0: Yeah, I've got a, a, a bucket shaped bag. <laughs> it's huge. It fits out. Why don't, don't you
1: Why don't you just carry your five gallon bucket to the store? Well,
0: because it doesn't collapse in on itself why do when you I'm not using it.
1: Where do you put it? In another well, bag. How is that helpful?
0: Well, it takes up less space than a bucket would.
1: Oh, in your apartment? Yeah. Oh.
0: We don't all have giant houses like you, suburban boy. <laughs>
1: I, thought, I thought you were saying you needed the space for when you walk. I know you've like, got an entire closet
0: dedicated to your five-gallon buckets. but
1: <laughs> No, all of my buckets are sitting next to the, the, the washer.
0: <laughs> They're all in disrepair.
1: Uh, did you guys buy that Kenny would ever be in a cafe? I, I oh. don't think
0: this is the first time we've seen him there.
2: No, I is had it? A hard time. Isn't it? No, it's not. Um, when would he I, have been there before? Pretty much doing the same thing, just jumping in a scene, making a comment, and leaving. Well, that's, that's pretty much all he does. But
0: yeah, exactly. that that is how he rolls.
1: I, I was more surprised by the fact that he had family. I we're we're going to dive into that a little bit later. I have all I have so many questions around this.
2: Well, this is when he says he has he his cousins in town. Right. I was surprised that he has a family. Is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> what what if, I, I I'm. What is it about him that makes you think he wouldn't have people he's related to? Like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, see, I thought more that they all lived in the East Coast, and he had mig- migrated to the West Coast, so he didn't see them as much, or talk to them.
1: Isn't that literally what happened? Well, that
0: might be that's true. She's basically she's taking, what he explained. She's maybe taking a job in Seattle, but she's not settled on Like, she doesn't live in Seattle now.
2: Well, I guess my whole point is, once people left him, why would you talk to him?
0: Okay, well, that I can agree with. <laughs> there you go.
1: He hasn't been on the show enough for the Upside Down to know if that's viable or not. Like, he... He comes in in such weird spurts. The really... you've
0: him
2: do extremely weird things, like quit his job randomly in the last episode. Uh, did that happen? In the season finale. That's when Roz takes over.
1: Can you, fresh, can you refresh me? Because this was us meeting the character. It was a lot to take in.
0: Yeah. Frasier, I think, I think what happens is Frasier is not available for some reason to do his show. And yeah. so Kenny covers for him. And in covering for him, he reignites his... Uh, love and passion in being a, a radio DJ. So he ah, quits yeah. his manager job to go be a full-time DJ again.
1: Right. Okay. Well, at this point, we've never seen him be a manager. We've only seen him be a DJ. So it was confusing for us.
0: Well, we. You're right in that. Like his only role in the show really is to be a manager. But we only really see him at the coffee shop or like sweating in in the <laughs> bathroom at. <laughs> <laughs> eating seeds. Like, we don't really see him ever doing his job, no. But we don't see anybody doing their job.
1: This isn't a show where people work. We we understand that. That's just that's just how it is. Fine. It's still very confusing what he does or doesn't do. Yeah. He does hit jobs for Roz. We've learned that today.
0: Well, Frazier is the fifth wheel at a restaurant with the rest of his family. Some old guy demands that every couple dance for him like the monkeys they are, and leaves Frasier alone at the table.
1: Ronnie... Just delighted to see her every time. At this point, it's it's always touch and go if we'll get to have her or not. Totally,
2: you're starting to feel like your time is limited. So that's why I think you're feeling that way.
0: I I don't think he's starting to feel that way. He's he's reading the room. Like the evidence is present. <laughs> like
1: yeah, they've almost explicitly said it at this point. But you, you said something I so think, I think in
0: the last episode when they became official, I think uh, Marty said to her, "I know we've only known each other for four episodes."
1: Yeah. It shouldn't say four episodes. <laughs> we The Upside Down has it. We're, we'll be lucky to get two more ups out of her right now. Uh, you know what's also super annoying, and this is your fault, Brad? I did notice that Daphne looked less prego. in this I episode. did, too. I was, so, I was so annoyed. I was
2: waiting for that. It's now, now you can't stop seeing it. I mean, I looked. It's because it's of you I looked. I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, Brad to the rescue. Am I the only one that really thought, like, Fraser was excited to be the fifth wheel? He tried to act like he was pissed, but he loved being the fifth
0: wheel. I, I think he didn't like being the fifth wheel, but I think he did like sort of getting to ruin he, their dinner.
2: Yeah, being able to take the attention. Of
1: course he likes to, to be a, a spoiler of other people's fun if he's not going to have fun.
2: Oh, so is that something that happens at restaurants and random old guys just stand up and everyone this- starts dancing?
1: this was fucking crazy. Like if some old guy's like, I got married forever ago, I'd be like, that's great. Why are you interrupting the meal? Why isn't everyone pissed that this is happening? This isn't a wedding. It's not our time to all get up and dance
2: in a couple's dance. And
0: why is everybody so eager to go dance? Is that a thing that people are just always excited to do is go have a slow dance at a restaurant
2: in 2003.
1: Apparently Niles and Marty and Ronnie and Daphne all were, just through they just couldn't help it like Frazier, we have to leave you behind so we can dance with this old man we've never met is
0: this, is this what people did before youtube <laughs> this honestly feels like some weird shit that would
1: happen after youtube like the tiktok era people would be yeah. doing some crap oh like
0: this. totally like this guy genuinely was just trying to be nice to his wife i'm pretty sure that in the tiktok era this exact thing would happen but the guy would be like 26 and <laughs> Really hot and so would his wife be. And it would just be like a, a dumb dance challenge. Which
1: is what it was
0: for the record. You thought he was hot?
1: Well, no, no, a dumb dance challenge. <laughs> he was he was keeping it tight for eighty five or whatever he was, but Brad, was the waiter somebody? The the waiter looked familiar.
2: Uh you know, I you know, I didn't even look him up because he didn't look familiar to me. It's your one job. I think he was I think he's been on the show. He was on the other episode oh. when they were at the restaurant.
1: He was a, he was a waiter at the other restaurant.
2: No, when it was the when it was him and the other restaurant episode, I met. when it was yeah, that's what I mean. When it was him and the um Aaron Eckert and um Laura yeah, Linney. The,
1: the other, you're saying he was a server at the other restaurant, like this? No, just, the same
2: restaurant is what I think it was. That was a very different restaurant. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, wasn't oh <laughs> the waiter was very like about everything with Fraser being the fifth guy. He seemed very put off that there was an extra person that might tip him. Like he was very. Very annoyed the whole time. And I thought at first it was kind of strange. But then I'm pretty sure later when we get the date scene, that they go to the same restaurant. And I think Fraser just frequents the same restaurants over and over. And yeah. the way staff know what a tool he is and just are over him. Like, they know he's a bad tipper. They're not going to waste their time being nice to him. He could fuck off.
1: <laughs> I do love that he is just like, no, there's no way I can, can give you a half portion. Never. Not in this restaurant.
0: You know Frazier is the kind of guy who would set you know, $6 in ones on the table and tell the waiter at the start of the meal, now this is your tip, but if you do things wrong, I'm going to take a dollar away every time. (laughs) 100%. While Fraser is back home, cat-sitting Mr. Bottomsley, his neighbor's cat. While enjoying a hearty winter soup, he wraps himself in a blanket like a shawl and sees himself in the mirror. He rushes to call in. Finally, he's become a crazy cat lady. You know, this
1: this scene isn't that shocking because, like, everything we've seen... This just is how he is, right? Like, he's a shut-in. He doesn't have much social life. He usually doesn't have a date. Like, nothing thing was really out of the ordinary here. The
0: it, the only thing out of the ordinary was the self-reflection.
1: Yeah, right. Well, the actual reflection, yeah. That helped. He needs more mirrors. That's really what we learned.
0: By the way, that mirror, did. he talks it up the whole episode. Like, oh my gosh, this antique mirror. It's so special. It's so unique. It's so great. It was just a mirror, right? Like, was there anything special about it to you? Is there anything special about any mirror? I get. I just thought it'd be more ornate or like have a pattern to it. It was just a, it was <laughs> just was a wood, wood frame mirror.
2: The wood was pretty incredible.
0: I was really impressed okay. by it. Okay. Yeah,
2: as somebody that really cares about mahogany, um, I was just really impressed by the <laughs> mahogany.
0: You've
1: never seen mahogany a day in your life. What are you talking about? The
2: mahogany. I live in a place with lots of mahogany. Are you being? Scottish? What are you doing? No, that's just no. my accent.
1: Well, yeah, what accent was it?
2: My Baltimore accent.
1: Oh, well, that's just not true. <laughs> that just isn't how you talk. We get uh, we get more Fraser talking to animals, so that's becoming pretty candid at this point.
2: Yeah, he loves, yeah, that's one of his favorite things.
1: Yeah, he doesn't care if you're a human, and animal. As long as he's talking, that's really what we're he focused
2: on. He his own voice.
1: Yes. Totally.
0: When he does talk to the cat in the kitchen and he says, How about a nice hot bath? The cut to that cat giving him a stink face. <laughs> That was amazing. Like it was memeable. The face the cat gives him, like that was a mean mugging cat for sure.
2: But <laughs> Fraser really does hate Eddie. Yeah, fuck Eddie.
0: Well, there goes Eddie. Yes. Do Eddie d- don't?
2: Yeah, sorry. What was? Yeah, I did,
0: I did see one? him.
1: Actually, you know what? If you didn't say that, I probably would have forgot. But <laughs> much like Fraser, I disregard him.
0: That's the thing. I, I had no doubt you would have seen him and and noticed. But um, like the beauty of that game is that when we when we bring it out. You you talk yourself into being wrong.
1: Not today, sucker. I ruined that one. Good work, buddy. Did you guys catch there was no area code for the phone number?
0: Was that a mistake, or that's because back then they didn't have them?
1: It feels late. You, Brad, what year was it? 2003. How you sure they rolled out nationally, the area codes at that point?
2: I thought it was after, yes, yeah, right after September 11th.
1: Yep, that was the first act of the president. <laughs> We're going to fight terror. We're going to know where everyone is located. Exactly. I found Frazier like, weirdly tolerable as a cat he shut in. Like, compared to him dealing with humans, he sucks. Dealing with cats? Like, this... This kind of fit his character a lot, I thought.
0: Agreed. Okay, I, I, sorry, I was very distracted. Uh, apparently, this change would have happened in 1995. So yeah, this is like eight years in. Yeah, like
1: way too late.
0: But you know that Fuddy Duddy Frazier is not going to start saying three extra numbers. Like, he can't be bothered.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess you, if you're just trying to remember the numbers, you don't have to remember the area code, probably. But, I don't know, didn't seem realistic to me. Cancel the show, please.
0: They're already giving out the fake 555 numbers because of the television. Do you think they were also just like, ah, not 10 numbers are so many. Can we just cut the We got to cut this script down. We got, we got to make time. Let's just lose the extra three numbers. We got to shave off 22 seconds, guys.
1: How are we going to do it?
0: I'm sorry. It takes you 22 seconds
1: to say your area code. Uh, Say yours real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to time you three.
0: Yeah. Three. Yeah. And then the last number is. What are we doing?
1: Um, the uh, area code zero. Oh, 21 seconds. Yeah, I guess that Eight. is a long time. I stand corrected. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm ecstatic that my attempt actually actually managed to to still be lower than your made-up number.
1: So the most offensive thing that's happened on the show so far, Fraser has like the the nicest apartment Seattle money can buy. I assume can't get the temperature under control. We have to be wearing blankets indoors.
0: Yeah. The the whole, do you feel a draft thing is very like, what, why is there never a draft? Doesn't just appear
1: like, yeah, that would be, be surprising. He, but at that apartment, you better not have a draft.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he's never going to mention that draft again.
1: He better not. I'll be offended every time. I don't know why he took shots at Aunt Shirley though. Like, I'm sorry your life sucks. Don't be don't be firing off at Aunt Shirley. Like leave her alone.
0: Oh see, I didn't really take it as he was uh putting down Aunt Shirley so much as he just didn't want to be an older woman. I think he was putting her down I,
2: I actually I thought he looked like an evil genius. Not even like Aunt Shirley. <laughs> An evil genius. Yeah, like he was there like plotting against the world.
1: <laughs> you think they wear shawls?
0: Yes. I mean, In the any... cat the cat petting thing. I can see that yeah. being evil genius territory. But okay. the shawl and Mr. Bod- Bottomsley, like that's not the name of an evil genius cat.
1: I What's the know. name of an evil genius cat?
0: Uh, shark Tank.
1: Love it. Doesn't sound correct, but I love that.
0: Listen, Mr. Bond, if you don't cooperate, I'll sick my shark tank on you. And then you just reveal a cat.
1: Shark Tank's going to fuck you up,
0: Bond. <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: Sharks with frickin' laser beams
0: attached to their heads. Mr. Bottomsley. I, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't spend a little time on the hearty winter soup.
2: If only there were a treat here for me. What's this? A delicious
1: nine vegetable winter soup? Yeah. Yeah, we'd be remiss. So anyway, next scene. No, nine different vegetables. Nine different vegetables. There isn't even nine vegetables. There's like four.
0: I do like in his little tote, all he's carrying are like some weird leaves. <laughs> I didn't really see anything that looked like a vegetable you'd put in a soup.
1: Yeah, like is he counting like time as a vegetable? He's got to be.
2: Well, When we bring him on the show, I we'll have to ask him.
1: Yeah, because just... <laughs> he brought his winter soup recipe from home.
0: At the Crane residence, their housekeeper has pressed and pinned Niles' shirts and wrapped them in plastic. He considers leaving Daphne for her, so a jealous Daphne accuses her of theft. Marty volunteers his subtle police interrogation skills to get to the bottom of it.
1: Ah, Niles' apartment,
2: a place we're all so familiar with. Felt very comfortable to be here. How rich is Niles that he can afford a housekeeper that will pin and bag his shirts?
1: You do wonder what she's charging, but I mean, that's that wasn't the agreed upon service, she just did that, which is incredibly nice. Have you ever had a housekeeper do that? I don't think th- they don't do that at the store most of the time. Why would you have a housekeeper exactly. do that? Why would you want your clothes in a bag?
0: Am I the only one who doesn't find that appealing at all? Like, I have to rip pins out of my shirt every time I want to wear it.
1: You get, <laughs> the, you get the dust not on your shirt, I guess, is the big yeah, I don't know because even when it's all pinned in the store, you like you then got a iron it and stuff which i guess she would do but still
2: that's what niles wants he wants that type of lifestyle
1: I and mean, he liked it he was in this it was the most excited we've seen him all show including the weird sweater thing from later in the season
0: clothes are, you know it's funny for a man who only ever wears a suit the the man does have a, a thing for fashion
1: yeah, i mean suits aren't unfashionable it's not like he
0: only no wears but i'm just saying like, <laughs> like it'd be weird <laughs> if brad was like this about his clothes
1: but he was yeah. so
0: excited about a sweater have we ever seen him in a sweater Like, does he ever wear them?
1: No, because fucking Daphne took it and was just abusive with it. (laughs) (laughs) Never got a shot. Although I guess that is, that is weird, because that would have put it in, like, spring at best, that sweater, whenever we got to it in the show can. Because we're in winter, I assume, based on the soup right now.
2: Well, this would have aired, I
0: I think this aired in October.
2: Fall, maybe. Yeah, well, it's
0: Seattle, so. Yeah, October 14th. So right in the middle of uh, October is when this aired.
1: We're really in sweater season right now, though. In the
0: episode, you mean? Yeah, yeah. This not is, this in the weather. the heat wave that the world is experiencing at the time this recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not. No one should be wearing a sweater on this show. But I'll take it off. <laughs> but there's a draft in here. I uh, I was very surprised. Niles has a maid. He's literally never in his apartment. Like, if you had a maid, why aren't you in your apartment ever? Get the get the maid for Fraser's apartment. You'll get more use out of it. I also think uh, how much theft are you willing to tolerate if a maid's really good? Cause like I tolerate, I tolerate a little theft.
0: I think Niles is willing to tolerate a lot of theft. Like he was so too. He didn't even really think that she was innocent. Like he wasn't really advocating for there's no, way you're being paranoid. There's no way this happened. Like, he's just like, does it matter? Like, can we just let her take the money? Like I want those pins.
1: Well, you you have to assume that he's not providing those. Like she is, She is providing that service at cost to her. Like, she's got to make it back somehow.
0: They really should have a a pin retainer for her. Pin budget. I hope they do. Otherwise,
1: she is getting totally ripped off. Granted, we don't see her ever again, so we have to assume she, I guess, dies at the end of this episode. But, you know, still. She should have got compensated.
0: Do you think uh, they fired her for some other reason, or do you think she just quit because they're intolerable?
1: Yeah, we can cover it in the later season, but I don't think she quits. So I assume Daphne just rage-fires rage her, like, the next day.
0: What do you mean the later season? What are you talking what, about? What do you mean?
1: The later, um, not season. <laughs> the later scene.
0: Oh, okay. okay. But... I was like, I was like, you know we're going backwards, right? Like, we're not...
1: No, no, I know that this is the <laughs> last we see, probably the first we see of her, but definitely the last we see of her. Yeah. She, she does not make it to Daphne's uh, bridal shower, or baby shower, I should say.
0: Although she does seem like the obvious choice for him to have invited.
1: Are you kidding? She, Daphne's terrible to her.
0: Yeah. But then like he's, he knows he's in the, the, the dog So that way he's got a real punching bag for Daphne. That isn't him.
2: <laughs> was I the only one that thought Marty should not be doing an investigation?
0: Oh, All the hilarious. evidence we've seen points to him not being a very good cop. It was, it was weird that she like just drops cash on the floor and picks it up very suspiciously.
2: Yeah. She did handle that
1: weirdly. But again, I think Niles would be fine if she took some cash. Like that's not a problem.
0: I don't think there's a price he wouldn't pay to keep her. Like, yeah,
1: you want more money, it's fine. It's the, the stuff stealing that would be the problem, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's like, uh, you can, you, we will pay you more. I just, I, it's just inconvenient to have things go missing. Like, just, you name your price, woman. Yeah. We had our first title card. Squirming like Sherman on his date with Anne. Frazier is regretful because she is too much woman for him. Kenny brings his hot cousin to the same restaurant and Fraser resolves to ditch Anne and join them. He is deterred by a clicking in.
2: Yeah, I mean clearly Anne wins the scene with some of her one-liners.
1: Yeah, she comes in strong.
0: Yeah, she is uh just a dynamo. Like every line, like I know she's designed to be the most annoying person on the planet. But everything about her is delightful to me.
1: Absolutely not. She loves macaroni. That is not delightful. That's an insane stance.
0: You're not a fan of macaroni?
1: It's it's definitely not the reason you go, I
2: love Italian. Well, yeah, that's fair. How do you feel about her being an insurance adjuster instead of an insured saleswoman? I'm an insurance claims adjuster. That's what's so funny. When we met, you thought I was in sales, but I'm not. I'm
0: in claims.
1: You know, I thought Frazier brushed off that stuff a little too quickly. It was interesting. Yeah, I, I can say if you were on a date with Anne, you would be just totally wrapped up in that. Be like, I'd be "No like, kidding!"
2: Yeah, I'd be like, "Tell me more. I love logistical information." That no
1: you one genu- you would genuinely be asking that.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> well, and and when she says that her like her life goal is to be a senior claims adjuster,
1: yeah. so. In, weird answer, but intense question from Frasier. Like, that's, that was basically his opening salvo. Well, you know, we don't have to have just uh, shop talk. What are your dreams?
0: Oh, my God. Well,
2: my dream is to be a senior claims adjuster.
1: Like, what well, dreams it's, it's like, do you have? Like, what the literally, fuck? Literally, we, can we sit down first, Fraser. Jesus.
0: Literally, he went from... What do you like? Tell me about yourself. And she's like, "Well, this is my job." And he's like, "Well, that sucks." Uh, anything? Anything on the horizon? <laughs> Just yeah. what's the? Let's jump ahead to the biggest thing you can do, so I can fully dismiss you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a big jump. I don't know. I, again, I don't get why he shook her off.
0: Um, before the they uh, meet the the cousin, uh, she goes away to go to the bathroom, and when, when she returns. And just says, Man, oh man, that place was a madhouse. I got so tired of waiting, I just decided to hold it. Yeah, I squirmed at that comment.
1: That doesn't sound <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> she also said that the reason she had to go was because she just had to have that Dr. Pepper while she was getting dressed. <laughs> yeah. And so many
2: great one-liners that she just said so quickly.
1: Dr. Pepper getting while getting ready does feel, it just feels like it could really slow you down. Do you guys drink drinks while you get ready?
2: Not particularly,
1: besides water. Yeah, I'm usually like doing whatever task,
0: right? I know it's different for women, but... I'm a woman and I can't,
1: I can't get ready without a Dr. Pepper.
0: Well, I just say I, I've never gotten dressed so slowly that I had time to drink a 12-ounce soda. Like, that's just never happened. Yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine having that much time. Unless you just shotgun the thing. You think you should, she shotgunned Dr. Pepper? Love that
1: for her. I, Anne would do that, I think. <laughs> it would make sense why you then have to immediately pee. Like, one Dr. Pepper shouldn't... Shouldn't be a difference maker, I think.
0: But we do get to meet the cousin, and her name is Liz Wright, which is pretty great.
2: Very random of the writers. I don't think that was planned.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, definitely not.
2: Yeah. They De- definitely wasn't a corny
1: joke, but Land's okay.
2: Yeah, and then they started filming, and they were like, oh.
1: We really lucked into that. Let's work with it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. I think Fine Arts Dealer is the coolest fake job one can have. I should probably should have put that as one of my acceptable jobs i would love to to deal fine arts i don't know what it entails but is that be because that you
0: have a passion for fine art or because Absolutely you not. think it's bullshit and you can just make <laughs> lots of money and do nothing
1: you make mad stacks it's just handing out art come on anyone can do that and if you're a, if you're a fine arts dealer and you have the coolest fake job hit us up But uh brad what's our gmail
2: um uh reverse at uh gmail.com yeah, it was nice while it lasted fast. huh <laughs> Uh, you were reverse bad with reverse psych pod. Yeah, yeah, add wow. us,
1: baby. So I, you, everything that Frazier says tends to annoy me. The battle for Seattle, I did like that. I thought that worked pretty well for the stupid way he says
2: Seattle. That's how I talk. Battle for Seattle. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is not annoying at all.
0: It is great. It is great when he's trying to get out of the date. And she's just immediately like, oh, yeah, the last date I went on, the guy left halfway through, so don't try it. And he, she interrupts him because he's saying, like, he's trying to say, like, you know, uh, sometimes people know right away if they click. And he's trying to say, we don't click, go away. But what she takes it as is, oh, yeah, we are clicking like crazy. Click. And I just love that. <laughs> I love that for her.
1: What are you doing? We're clicking.
0: Click. She literally clicks. She just goes click, click. Yeah.
1: Brad, have you ever tried literally clicking
2: with someone? No, but I might have to start. It might be something I could see myself being good at that.
1: At, at the very least, it will extend the date you're on
0: for sure. I think I think a move that you, a move that I I would be okay with you borrowing is just the guilt trip to convince them to make it to the end of the date.
2: Yeah, I gotta I gotta be more guilt trippy.
0: That's a great point. I think you need to pull out a book. I think that's what you need to work on. Well, that that comes later.
1: Oh, that's fine, but I'm just we're just going through the playbook for Brad. Yeah. Also, when did these things happen?
0: We get another title card. Check lies and videotape. Marty plays both good cop and bad cop at once. Daphne brings in a fake security tape to solicit a confession, but is forced to play a birthday video instead. Marty catches Daphne's mother doing all the stealing on the tape. So they apologized to Mrs. Gablachek. Mrs. Gablachek? How
2: in the world was he ever a detective?
1: He was a such such a dickhead immediately.
2: Yeah. It was the good cop part. I
1: he was it wasn't a it wasn't a strong bad cop.
0: It wasn't a strong good cop either. It wasn't a strong cop cop.
2: Yeah, he was just a dick.
0: Yeah. They're gonna come up and he, I, I will give him credit. Like, he is the one that, like, actually watched the videotape and caught... Somehow, they, they set the camera down while it was rolling, facing the person that was stealing at the time. It's all very convenient.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty proud of them. They got a, a lucky break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it is fun to watch them tilt their heads to watch the the yes. stupid footage. But yeah, it's very unbelievable. It's also very unbelievable that you would have a VHS player in your apartment at this point.
2: 2003. I feel like it was still a
1: little bit it wasn't too rare. Well yeah, in your apartment, sure. But in a rich person apartment, no
2: way. Well I was not in an apartment then because I was 14 years old.
0: Well let me, let me okay. tell you something. So so we downloaded the uh Food Network. They they got a, a channel on Roku. And uh there are some they, they don't have a lot of modern shows available, but they do have the first season of Drivers, Dive Ins and Dives. And we just watched an episode. Turns out this aired in 2007, but it's still in, like, 4-3 ratio and, like, potato quality. So I feel like even though this was well into the HD era... Uh, Some things were still crap. And so I think even though 2003, definitely the DVD era, I'm not surprised that Niles still has a VHS.
1: We had a VHS player too. It just was never hooked up at that point. Like it takes 40 minutes to get it loaded, figure out how VHSs work again, rewind to the correct point. just getting to the correct
0: point would take forever.
2: I don't think Niles uses most things he has. It's all about show with him.
0: He looked
1: like he was very adept at using the player.
0: A day when, I, I remember when DVDs are brand new, and I had an uncle who was at, we were at Christmas, and my uncle was like talking about this new technology. And he said, you don't have to rewind. And he meant, you don't have to rewind the tape. It's just, you plug it in, and it's always ready to go from the beginning. But I didn't know what he meant, because I had no concept of a DVD. So I thought he was saying that you couldn't rewind and that you could only watch it once all the way through. You couldn't go back. And I was like, this, how is that progress? Like, this sucks.
1: Why would they invent
0: this? I was a really dumb kid. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, I guess she just, uh, stole, all she stole was, some meat pie, and returned the plate. <laughs> That's what they were guilting her over.
2: No, no way that oh. meat pie was that good. Poor Mrs. Goblicek. Mrs. Goblicek? She's just trying
1: to survive.
0: I do love when they apologize, and she immediately forgives them, and then just mean mugs Marty.
1: Like that. I hate... I did not think she, that Daphne deserved the, uh, uh, the immediate forgiveness. Obviously Marty's a terrible human and she recognizes that. But Daphne also should have got some more fire. She should have quit.
0: Daphne Daphne was definitely way meaner than she needed to be and didn't deserve his quick forgiveness. But she is very pregnant. So I, I can I can understand being a little bit more like, I get it. I'll give you a pass.
1: Well, I don't give her a pass. Mrs. Gobblecheck. Mrs. Gablachek, you can do better. And I'm glad you did two episodes from now.
0: Yeah, I think we can just make it our headcanon that she she rage quit and is on to bigger and better things. She works for oh, Bill yeah. Gates now. Maybe, maybe oh. in that episode where Bill Gates was like befriending them, maybe he uh, poached Mrs. Gablicek. Mrs. Gablicek? He was
1: just just trying to steal her. I like that.
0: It all adds up. But we're finally back at that date, and Frazier tries to rush through it to no avail. He finally fakes a phone call and eats all her raviolis to shuffle her out the door. Being a complete amateur, he makes no attempt to pretend to leave and is immediately caught joining Kenny and his cousin. He pulls his best move. To get off scot-free, just another fake phone call, which backfires spectacularly.
2: Which means he's a terrible liar.
1: For sure, really skilled fast eater. For someone yeah. who got thwarted by his own office door last episode, he's this is easily the most capable we've seen him in a while.
2: He's just he's just uh, killing the raviolis,
0: crushing them, just straight crushing them. <laughs> I mean, if there's anything I would, I would say he probably is good at, it's just shoveling that gullet. Like, I'm sure he is a a big eater. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, something that I noticed, which I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I, I delighted in it. At one point, uh, he mentions that he just wants to get like the salad while she's like, getting the raviolis and like saving room for souffle and so she calls him a bunny
2: are you sure that's all the little bunny wants to eat just a little green salad
0: which is her nickname for him in her next episode she she refers to him and i don't think we ever got a reason for why she just called him bunny my bunny's home and he's looking so handsome but now we know where that originated.
1: oh that's fun i did catch it this time i couldn't have told you that happened last time that's great yeah See, the Fraser Show Bible, they really stick to it. You've shat on it before, Curtis, but it's real and it's prominent.
0: Well, I, I'm not a big fan of any Bibles, but certainly, certainly this one's gaining my respect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put in the work, Bibles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also love the Fraser line. When she goes, that didn't even rain. He said, "Yes, it did." Just cool as a cucumber. Like we, we've said it before, but the man is a good liar. Like he's not afraid to lie.
2: I, I think it's more that he's not afraid to lie. I don't think yeah. he's actually a good liar. He just has no fear.
1: Um,
0: he, this is not
2: a good episode of
1: proving he's a good liar. He's he's no. put off some pretty good lies in the past. Very few does he have nothing to like fall back on. Was vibrate not a thing at this point? I I feel like vibrate was a thing.
2: Not on not on shows
0: yet.
1: Obviously not on TV shows.
0: I think this is right before peak uh, ringtone era. I think very much, even if vibrate existed, it was not something people considered doing like full time. Like I, I, my phone is perpetually on silent. Like I never turn it off so silent, but I think in this era, it would have been always on ring.
1: Yeah. But you still could be like, yeah, it's just really faint. You can't hear it from across the table. Like I think that still probably had to have been a setting.
0: Well, I mean, he kind of gets away with it. Like she, she, Accepts it in the moment because she can't imagine the monstrous lie he's telling. It's only when he does it repeatedly and it's increasingly obvious that he's just trying to get out of shit. The thing fails to, well, that's to win. Right.
1: That's that's where it's interesting. Uh, Miss Wright is super offended. She's like, "That didn't ring." I was like, "Come on, oh, you just didn't hear it. It's fine." Obviously, <laughs> Anne should be pissed at that point. I I realize that you're angry now, Bunny.
2: You're Bunny. But then the phone actually rings.
1: Right, and then obviously, then you could be mad after that. But like, she's offended immediately.
2: This right. just really smart.
0: Well, I do. I love how Anne is, like, totally... Like, again, she's not... Re- like, she's kind of a monster in some ways, but she's also not the worst person. Like, he says his brother needs help, well, and he's is. like, go, go. Like, she's like, go ahead, no problem. But I love that She's like, I ought to stay here and read my book. And, of course, she brought a hardcover on her date. <laughs> and, by the way, I don't know if you you noticed this, the title of the book is Likely to Die. <laughs>
1: No, I missed that. That's that's lovely. So, okay. He ditches her, gets over to the dinner. Di- so uh, I don't understand what's happening in this. Would you take your cousin out to like a nice dinner? I don't, I don't get what's going
0: on I guess here.
2: If he, if he hadn't seen her in a long time, I don't know. I'm not taking her to like a date night place
0: though. So it's clear, like with her profession, she's going, she had a job interview in Amsterdam. Like it is clear she is a high class kind of gal. And I'm sure if he's trying to convince her to live in Seattle, um, although I'm not really sure why low-class Kenny wants her around, but if he's trying to convince her to move to Seattle, it sort of makes sense. He's not going to take her to like a Wendy's. Like he's well, going to take my, her to that's a that's nice my second
1: life. question. Like, why is he trying so hard to get her to move to Seattle? What? He's like super mad when Fraser blows it for him.
0: I figured I it out. I figured it out. Okay, I know what's going please.
1: on. Please, please enlighten me.
0: Kenny desperately needs a family member in the city because that way he will finally have an emergency contact. He can use <laughs> all about that, that emergency contact. Got to have somebody.
1: I'm sure Roz is his emergency contact and I'm sure she didn't agree, but she'd still show oh, up. Oh,
0: I don't know if she'd show up to that. <laughs> for the cranes, for the crane, she's contractually obligated to, but for Kenny. Mm.
1: So let's say that you are like, let's say you really do want your cousin to move into the same city as you. I would never, ever stick fraser on them what a terrible thing to do to a person
0: yeah it, it sort of made sense as a totally set up you know bs thing just to get somebody to to spend time with fraser like when it was just roz putting him up to it the idea that she's actually in town and actually attractive and smart and capable and that and, and that he would want fraser anywhere near her is Bizarre, given what we know about Frazier.
1: It certainly speaks to poor judgment on Kenny's part.
2: Keep in mind, Frazier is one of the voices of Seattle. You know, people, he's a radio host, he's a celebrity.
0: So? <laughs> right or wrong? Well, wrong. But uh, Kenny perceives Frazier as a high class, smart Correct. person. Like, yeah. he thinks Frazier's really smart because Kenny is dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even if that's the case, like, why are you trying to set up your cousin with Frazier? Like, even if you think he's high class to smart, you know he's a dickhead. I guess I guess we don't know that he knows that, but he must he must.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say from this an- this end. Like we've we've like once once Fraser mistakes him for eating a bird. Like I think it's <laughs> safe it's safe to say he's not setting up on any dates. But uh, bef- that hasn't happened yet in this timeline. So
1: I will be truly shocked if he hasn't gone off on Kenny for some for for some stupid farcical reason. Turns out it was that Fraser was totally in the wrong and not Kenny. Like, I'm pretty sure we're going to see that next episode.
0: I feel like this is the beauty of the upside down is that uh, if you're watching it straight through, you you might not really notice how weird it is, but now all you, every time you see Kenny, you're going to be like, just in the back of your head, he you set this man up on a date <laughs> or tried to of course. Of course I'm
1: good. Like, the the Kenny usage rate is super weird. This is the weirdest use I could ever have
0: imagined for him. Circling back to the great lines and line readings by Anne. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you an Anne fan? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm an Anne, Anne, Anne fan. Such an Anne fan. Brad, I know we did it the last time she guest starred, but I think you should, uh, once again, uh, make a point of calling out the, the wonderful actress who is... <laughs>
2: Give me one second to find. I wrote this last time. I need to get it. I
1: assume this is one of those things you have committed to memory. This is truly surprising.
2: Oh, oh, this right is now,
0: so much fun for me. I'm so glad I called you out.
2: Right now, my memory is, you know, a little. Off. Oh, why is that, Bradley? Julie Sweeney. Julie Sweeney was on the television show Saturday Night Live from 1990 to no, 1999.
0: You don't need to read the whole Wikipedia page. I'm not.
2: <laughs> this is just how I talk. She was also in <laughs> the movie Stuart Little. Do you really uh, think
1: that Brad could read that coherently?
2: And she made some appearances on the Hulu show, Shrill. Oh. Ah, show series, Work in Progress, and Star Series American Gods. She pretty much plays the same character in every show with her gracious laugh. Ha ha ha
0: ha ha ha. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> All I really wanted to say was that at the very end, uh, she she still wants the coffee date, which is just amazing. No, demands it. Loved that demands it i think think that's my favorite joke of the whole episode. yeah that that was so great after everything he does how he crashes and burns he's still like at least you've got that second date to smooth things over
1: why okay i know that she's mad at him but why isn't she sitting for the souffle at this point I know he's paid, but, like, I assume she can afford it. Get that souffle, girl. I also do not believe that Kenny would leave before the souffle arrives. I know he really wants his cousin in town or whatever the hell's happening, but, like, he's sitting for that souffle.
0: Yeah. The way he says in the middle of Fraser crashing and burning. Oh, Doc, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) That was so much fun. Like, you can see, you can see that was the exact moment where he went from idolizing the man to recognizing that he's been wrong this whole time and Fraser is a monster. Should have never tried to set her up with Miss Wright. (laughs) No. Well, Frasier plays this out all alone at the table, eating a souffle. For some reason, a strange man joins him to show him pictures, so Frazier fakes another phone call. That was incredibly
2: creepy of, um, that guy. What do you think's happening? What was this
0: scene? I could not make heads nor tails of what the joke was, of what the premise was. I didn't know who this man was or why he showed up at the table or why he had photographs. It was very odd.
1: I think he was showing his headshots, right? Oh, I, I don't know to what end. I don't know when you would see a man eating a soufflé by himself, being like, "This guy can hire people for, I guess, movies." I don't know.
0: Look like they looked like four by six photographs. Did that? He was just showing Fraser people from his family. You know how, like, if somebody wants to show you, like, their vacation photos, it's just like, oh, boy, this is going to be boring. My best guess was this is a strange man who carries around his vacation photos and came to show them to Fraser, and Fraser like, tried to get out of it. But, like, I don't understand why that would happen. Well,
1: how did they used to do dick pics in the olden times? Maybe that's what was happening here.
0: Oh. Yeah, that I think that is what happened. I think people got photographs developed... four by sixes and they just trolled uh restaurants looking for someone to show it to
1: i assume dick pics aren't like a new thing right they must have been doing them in the in the 90s and early aughts i think i don't know i I don't know even if this guy had i don't know why he would be giving them out for free at a fancy restaurant that still seems like a weird maneuver no matter what's happening, I still I still don't fully get the joke.
0: If you received uh, 90s dick pics, please do not email us at <laughs> reversepsychpod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, send them to Curtis directly.
0: He'll, he'll <laughs> out,
1: <laughs> post his favorites on our threads handle, reversepsychpod.
0: Well, Brad, did you think this was a good episode?
2: Yeah, so I really struggled with this one. I did because... I didn't think the actual plot was that good, but I thought Anne was incredibly funny. I thought the jokes were funny. So I'm going to be a little harsh on this one, and I'm going to go with a C. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, Ryan, what do you think? No. Curtis, what do you think?
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm somewhat in agreement. Out of the 20 so far, I rank this number 7. So uh, not top of the pack, but... You know, solid upper middle of the pack. Not as good as the Lilith app, but better than that Detour app with the dead grandma. Crucially, I do think this is better than the last Anne episode, and I, I just... Like, you're right. Like, this episode and that episode are not great as a whole. And every moment she's on the screen is a delight. And it's hard not to love it for that reason. Ryan, what did you think?
1: Yeah, this one was tough. For the upside down, we were just so thrilled to see some things like coming together. It was like, oh, I know all of these things from past episodes. How exciting, except this weird ass restaurant. Like you said, Brad, we didn't have the fun orchestration of weird endings. Like, they did some things to set up Miss Wright and how terribly that went but i didn't think that payoff was particularly great compared to the ones we've seen in the past and i also like i i hated Anne; she's just horrible but it's like a real testament to julia sweeney so i don't know it's it's tough like she she is super funny while being so annoying yeah but i also have like the past where we didn't like her so it's just a way to even have more heavily i think i think c's fair i think i'm gonna give it like a solid seven
0: all right Welcome to another edition of The Rate, The Ratings. I've got a list of the top 100 TV shows from the 2003 to 2004 season. I'm going to name and briefly describe some of the shows that year. I want you to tell me if Frasier ranked better or worse than them. Are you ready? Yes! I, I, Captain.
1: I also wanted to do I, I, Captain. Why did we want to do that? Say that thing again, Curtis. The whole thing? No, the, like the last bit. Are you both ready? Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah, what is that? Is it the timbre of your voice?
2: I think so. It's
0: very Say naval. One,
1: one more one more time.
2: Are you both ready? Aye,
1: but aye, Captain. That sounded sort of piratey. I think that's it. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain.
0: <laughs> the first show is called Will and Grace. A gay man Ooh. and his beard hang out in their NYC apartment. This was the sixth season of Will and Grace. Better or worse?
1: Now, Brad, I'm going to let you take this one first, because I know you love Will and
2: Grace. Yeah, yeah, you know I watched a little bit of Will and Grace I've heard, and I okay. always felt I was I was I know it was a good show. I'm gonna have to if I'm gonna have to guess, which I do have to guess because I'm on the show. I'm gonna say it was a better rating than Frasier.
1: I feel like Will and Grace was one of those shows that was on forever. People loved it. I watched it. It was one of those mediocre shows. Like it was right up there with Friends. Where you're like, yeah, this is fine, but I don't I don't yeah. need to keep watching this. Uh, so I am gonna say it's better.
0: You both said better. Click. And you're both right! It was better! A reminder from last time, Fraser ranked number 41 in the ratings, whereas Will and Grace ranked 10. 10! Oh my god.
1: That's a... I'm not saying Fraser should be 41, but 10? Jesus.
0: Up next... Celebrity Mole, Yucatan. This was season four of that show. There was four seasons of that. Yeah, wow. A group of a listers like Mark Curry, Stephen Baldwin, Corbin Burnson, and Dennis Rodman compete in games while trying to identify the saboteur among them.
1: Did they have a stronger celeb cast in season four than season one?
0: Well, season one was not celebrity.
1: Oh, okay, I see. Okay, I, I've only seen two episodes of the Mole, and that show sucks ass. I can't believe they had four seasons. But again people loved garbage. I'm going to say that it was ranked 44,
0: so slightly worse. Bradley, I know you were a fan.
2: Yeah, I was a huge fan of it. Um you know I really love the amazing show that was Celebrity Mole. I still think I'm going to go it's worse though.
0: You both said worse. <laughs> and you're both wrong. It was better. It ranked oh, number no. 40, just one shy better than Fraser.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's in play. That show is awful.
0: Up next, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, Season 2. John Ritter is very strict about boys dating his big bang daughter, Kaylee. Quo 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 Quo. I think this
2: is the season that he legit died. What? Yeah, that John Ritter died while filming. I think it was Season 2. Oh, no.
1: So does that make it rank better or worse?
2: I'm going to have to go with better because of that.
1: Yeah, you would have to tune in. Yeah. That show also not good. I guess, yeah, I guess given, given the probably f- false intel, I'm going
0: to go better. You both say better. <laughs> and you're both wrong. It was worse. It was ranked number 49. Oy. You were right, though. He did die in 2003. Yeah,
2: people just really must not have liked him the way I thought he did.
0: Well,
1: the show wasn't good. It's not really a nice. shot
2: at him.
0: Correct. Up next The West Wing, Season 5. The President of the United States, played by Martin Sheen, is fearless in the face of topical issues foreign and domestic but he is terrified of his wife stalker channing
2: even though it is the worst season of the show i'm gonna go with it still was better i hope it's better like
1: i'll be disappointed if it's worse but you're right it is the worst season i I don't it's hbo was it hbo where did it air at
0: nbc oh yeah probably sammy frazier
1: i'm gonna say that's tough that's a good two shows to have though i'm gonna say better
0: you both said better. <laughs> You're both wrong. It was worse. 43 to Frazier's 41. Oh, that's
1: so upsetting. It was three worse than the mole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Four of the mole. Yeah. In fairness, I watched that mole when it was on TV. I didn't watch the West Wing until it was on the DVDs.
1: Yeah, West Wing is a better bin show because it's good.
0: Yeah. Nobody's binging celebrity mole Yucatan.
1: I didn't think you could find it. Like, if you looked it up, it no, probably wouldn't be on the I streaming didn't. services.
0: Up next, according to Jim, season three. Oh, I love the quote, Jim. Jim Belushi plays a lazy father who loves his family almost as much as he loves being macho. Better or worse?
1: Is this different than Eight Simple Rules for How to Date My
0: Daughter? They
2: came out the same year. They weren't that different, to your point.
0: Well, they couldn't have come out the same year because this is season 3 to that show's season 2. So They
2: came out around the same year, okay?
1: <laughs> Good enough for me. That that show sucks.
2: <laughs> I I think I I think it was better. I I think it had a better ranking. I I hope I'm actually wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be.
1: I'm going to say cuz it's season 3, people finally caught on. I'm going to say worse, but it was it was on all of the time.
0: Yeah, it was. Your split decision, one of you said worse, one of you said better. The one of you who said better was correct. This that was, was ranked 38 to that's, Fraser's 41. That's a shame. It really is. And finally, a show called Average Joe. This is a reality show that I believe this was the only season. A beautiful woman thinks she is going on the bachelorette, but in fact only has a bunch of schlubby guys competing for her affection. Better oh, that's or worse.
1: A really funny plot. <laughs> I weirdly think it was better I I would love to watch this uh it doesn't sound right it doesn't the the fact that it only went one season I mean I to to try to win this I'm gonna go worse and I'm gonna justify it by saying it only went one season but I mean it sounds better than anything you've read so far except westward yeah wait you lied to me this went four seasons oh really yeah uh Curtis <laughs> Okay, well, this the, was next the season, first season. In in defense of in your defense, the next one was Average Joe Hawaii, which usually means they've mailed it in. <laughs> that
0: was the first celebrity season of them all. Was Hawaii?
1: Of course, it was.
0: So it's a split decision, and Better wins out. It was ranked 14. Click.
1: I'm fine with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the only what was the one that was ranked 10? That's the only problem. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Average show is a way better concept than Will and Grace.
0: By a count of two, we've got a winner. Bradley Crixton. Congratulations. And so concludes Rate the Ratings. Brian, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode. It's season 11, episode 4, The Babysitter.
1: Daphne and Niles need to find a babysitter. I'm 40% sure this is covered in a later episode. Naturally, they find the perfect babysitter in Alicia Cuthbert, whose character name is Maggie. Everything goes great until Niles makes a huge gaffe by accidentally hitting on Maggie. Maggie respects Daphne too much to stay on as the perfect babysitter. In the B-plot, Fraser entertains the idea of getting Marty a new babysitter. But there's no need because his fairly new but not this episode new lady friend keeps him busy enough. Roz and Fraser bond about how their loved ones are growing up so fast.
2: Well,
0: as oh, hey- we...
1: Oh, hey, Curtis, I got, a, I got a bonus prediction for you.
0: Oh, that's, that's very surprising. I don't think that's ever happened before. What's, uh, what's the bonus prediction?
1: Uh, Curtis Sheck will be shocked to discover the Earth is not as flat as he thought.
0: <laughs> I really thought when you said the word "shock," you were going to say shot, and that was going to be the end of me. Oh, that would be
1: good. You know what? Adding to the predictions.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, if any of that happens, we're going to find out next week. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Kevin Cloud for our theme music. Thank you for listening. Probably best if you don't bother engaging with the show. We've got all the, all the social medias at Reverse PsychPod. You don't need to email us. Brad already gave you the email address, so I'm not going to give it to you again. That would be too easy. And, uh, you know, don't rate, don't subscribe, don't review. For all of us, myself, Ryan, and Brad, you're welcome. Brad, we have an email address? Yep, Reverse psychpod at
2: gmail.com. <laughs>
1: Uh, Brad, pitch me another show. All
2: right. It's first of all, my name's is Bradley. Um, it's um, people. I don't think having, this is
1: gonna make it in. I don't think you have to worry about that.
2: Have having me um, uh, come up with names for different things. So people come up with scenarios, and I get to name it, and you guys rank my names.
1: What would you call it?
2: Rank name with Brad K.
1: So bad. <laughs> ranky, ranky names. That's what you call it?
2: Yeah, or or Brad names or Bradley names.
1: That doesn't make sense. The, the idea is to pitch shows, right? Not just name pitch them. Shows
2: and I name them, yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're just ranking your name for the show you pitch us. Correct. <laughs> It'd be zero out of ten every time.
2: Nah, I'd get some fours.
1: Genuine question. Out of ten, how good do you think you are at naming stuff?
2: Oof, 6.428.
1: Too high. Yeah, way oh, too high.
2: Back.
0: All right. Trying to get sorry, sorry. Sorry, I can't. I had to use the powder room.
1: Oh, powder room alert.
0: Drop the power room.
2: And on that note, why don't we start this episode?
0: Well, pleasure. Mm. Who? Well, Frazier plays this, this
2: out. Is
1: this Kenny Schick talking to us?
2: <laughs> well, wait. I did it
0: again. Frazier.
1: Brad, can you take this one for us?
2: <laughs> well, Frazier. Blah, blah, blah. Well, pl- You got this, Curtis. No, you don't.
1: You're stumbling on word one. There's a whole two sentences.